Welcome to Marketing with Black Girl Magic. I'm your host, media mogul and digital influencer, Iberia. (laughs) Marketing with Black Girl Magic is your exclusive in to tips, tricks, and tools to make your brand sparkle with impact, innovation, and creativity. I'd be remiss if I didn't take a moment to acknowledge our weekly sponsors that make this show possible. If you're in need of marketing consulting and or social media management or development, look no further. Luminosity Enterprises will happily meet your business needs. Just visit www.luminosityent.com. And of course, I can't forget Podcast Town, where podcasting is community, podcasting is networking, and podcasting is a lifestyle. Live, love, listen. For more information, visit www.podcasttown.net. Now, are you guys ready to get into the very first episode of Marketing with Black Girl Magic? I know that I am. Oh my goodness. So if you are a business and organization or an individual looking to take your brand to the next level through marketing and advertising efforts with a twist, hair pun intended, (laughs) you are in the right place. So check this out. Each month, we'll be featuring a sister doing it in the marketing, advertising, or PR industry. And these experts will share a little of their magic with us. Is that all right? Well, that's all right with me. (laughs) This month's guest is none other than my sister, my friend, the amazing Kanita Hickman of Katera. Katera is a brand strategy and management company. They help musicians, creatives, entrepreneurs, and elected officials to be seen and heard. They believe values plus brand equals culture. Are y'all ready for Kanita? I know I'm ready for Kanita. Kanita, are you there with us? Say what's up to the people. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I hope everybody's great. How are you feeling? So this is the thing. This is the first time with us out the gate with Marketing with Black Girl Magic. And I said, okay, who can I get to be on the first show even a miss. I know we got the stay-at-home order lifted, but some of us are still not sure about coming outside. So I'm glad that we could still orchestrate something through Zoom to have you on because I see you doing your thing and I had to have you on just to kick us off right. So tell us a little bit more about Katera and all of the other things that you have kind of going on, including Artist Eats and all the phenomenal things you're doing. So for me, Katera, it was really about how do I create a company where I can support independent creatives, specifically black and brown folks. In my experience, as I started off as a freelance writer, and I just found that that was a market that was missing, that I was able to, you know, I was freelancing for these national and international and regional publications, but people in Milwaukee did not know how to access these spaces, and there was no, like, convener. And then once you start working with artists, you recognize they don't know what a press kit is and they don't know what a proper press photo is. And then you're, you know, or how to put together a social media campaign. So for me, Katera is the evolution of all of those years of experiences, but also all of the years of my experiences. So you mentioned Artist Eat is a music and food series. We interview independent musicians at a local restaurant and then we feature a performance. So I'm now moving with Katera into this content creation space. You know, what does it look like to create workshops on demand where folks can kind of engage at their leisure? What is it like to executive produce? I mean, this is something you're doing now, like executive producing your own content. 
And what does it look like for me as a woman, as a black woman, to be able to own my likeness and my image? And so through Katera, we do workshops. Um, I do some private client work, but I'm really all about how do I show you how to do the thing mm. so that you can do it on your own. I love that. I absolutely love are y'all as obsessed with her as I am? <laughs> Kanita, you're absolutely amazing. And, and I love, like, you talked a little bit about the evolution of yourself, of your brand and all of that. And it's so interesting. So I'll give you guys a little in about us, which is also key when you're thinking about marketing and branding and just, you know, your organization or business overall. A big part of your forward movement, before we kind of get into the topic at hand today, is relationship building. And so before <laughs> all of this, before Luminosity Enterprises, and Katera Rising. It was Iberia, soul singer, <laughs> and Kanita, you know, working in the world of music and giving us opportunity and stages. And so, again, as we evolved, the relationship evolved and the stage changed, right? So, the mm -hmm. thing is, I always, one of the things, things that I always say, so this is a bonus uh, tip for people, is don't burn your bridges. <laughs> you never know yes. when you may have to cross again to go to another destination. So I think that's really, really cool. So I just kind of want to get into, you talked a little bit about Katira and some of the workshops and things that you do. And one of the reasons that I reached out to you was because you've been teaching these courses on networking and branding for creatives. So I wanted you to chat a little bit more about that. And then again, the whole objective of this monthly kind of touch base with sisters doing the thing in the areas of marketing, advertising, PR, and so much more is to give people some tips, some tools. They want to know where the magic comes from. <laughs> so talk a little bit about networking and branding for creatives and how you give it your own personal spin. Well, I think networking for me, part of my narrative is that I didn't complete college. And when at the time that I didn't complete college, there really was no pathway to entrepreneurship, especially being a creative entrepreneur, especially being a freelance writer. So like, I really had to build my networking game. And at first I thought it meant going to all of the events all the time. And I wasn't really built, I was archiving names, mm -hmm. but I wasn't building relationships. So it took me a while to connect to the idea that networking is relational and not transactional. Mm -hmm. And much to your point, you can meet somebody and you just vibe, but you may not necessarily have a project in mind for years down the oh, line. That's so good. For others, that project may be more immediate and then that person, that relationship kind of dissipates, right? Mm -hmm. So I've had to learn how to navigate that. And I think the other thing is recognizing the folks who were missing from my network was equally important and how to find the folks that I needed in my network, and like what skills I was looking for and all of that. And so that's what I try to bring to my networking workshops, how to mobilize the folks who are already in your network and how to bring in some other folks. For branding, I think the biggest thing is recognizing that you already have a brand. And <laughs> you know, that's really articulated. <laughs> right, whether you know it or not. And so the real question becomes, is that the brand you want to have? Mm. So the content that people share, the content that folks are liking on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, is that people are associating that with your brand. And really your brand is the voice. It's the identity of the product that you're selling or the services that you're selling. And again, we're always kind of selling something either professionally or personally. And so being conscious of that. Now, if you're at a place where you're like, no, I don't like that people just share my memes. Well, you got to revise then who do you want to be 
and being consistent with that voice. What does it look like? But that all starts with value. So I think with my company, I think with the work that I do, I think with the work that I share, I think even with the posts that I put up, there are some values. There's a common thread of values that really strings all of that together. And I think when you understand that about your brand, it makes it very easy to identify what's on target for you and what's not on target. Oh, that's good. So I think that those things are really important. And again, I try to use real life examples about Carol's daughters and you yeah. know other products in, in terms of how do we engage with them and the why. There's a reason why you went to whatever braid shop you went to to get your yes, hair braided. Queen Carolyn. Right? Give There's some values connected to that. Yes. Yeah. So... <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. And there's a few things that you said that really is is just resonating with me. We're talking a lot about relationships. That's key. One of the things that I learned just in sales overall is that people buy you, <laughs> right? You can really be selling anything, but if they feel like you're connected to something or you have passion about something, you're authentic about something, people are going to buy into that. And there's something else that you said, too, because we're talking about networking and branding for the creative, but really... If you change creative to the entrepreneur, to, you know, Mm -hmm. what have you, it really almost is the same thing. But what I love about this is that it gives you a niche. And I think that when you have a niche, and you kind of mentioned that a little bit, that it does help beyond stand out. It helps people to to find you. When I need Mm -hmm. this, this is where I go. Can you maybe Mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit more on that? Or maybe, well, you said that, like, there's a reason why we do Carol's Daughters. Or that we might choose that, which they do have a, a really great well, tension spray. <laughs> well, I look at branding in a couple of different ways. I yeah. look at brands as it's either a brand whose values you already connect with. Yeah. Or a brand, it's an aspirational value or something you don't connect with. So for me, Carol's Daughter yeah. was an aspirational brand because when they first came out, Jada Pinkett was one of the um, early adopters and Angel Slides was an early adopter, but it was only sold at Sephora. I didn't have to afford money. Uh, and so it was aspirational for me. I knew that the idea of putting natural juices and berries in my hair was something that I wanted to do. Like yeah. I wanted to be able to be out in these streets and be like, oh, I'm, I'm a reason, Carol's yes, daughter, exactly. right? But my money said, sis, you using Blue Magic and TCB. And so, <laughs> exactly. And so once I got the money, once I, I got the job that could support that lifestyle, I transitioned to Carol's daughter almost immediately yeah. because the values and what it said, right, about who I was. And I think it's really important that we think about that, what we wear, where we go to eat, where we, all of those things speak to who we are and how we want to use our capital. And, you know, the logos that we wear, all of that yeah. defines who you are and it really connects it tells people who you are before you speak. Yeah. So if you wearing some shoes where you like, man, like this ain't even really me. Why are you wearing it? Does yeah. it connect with your price point? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so good. And again, I know Carol's daughter should probably be a sponsor because we, we are really on her <laughs> right now. But I'm just saying that what I really love about that is that there are more and more African American brands that are at the forefront now that we can see and say, this is whether I want to choose a Carol's daughter or, you know, a Shea Moisture or something like that. It's like, I have choices that feel mainstream to me. And I feel like this is something that we as African-American people could have tapped into a long time ago, you know, but what do you think the changes now that we are more at the forefront, you know, 
before all of this other stuff that we're dealing with, obviously with with George Floyd and all of that, but there was a transition prior to then. I think there's a pride in being black. We just woke up. <laughs> I think there's a pride in it. I think there, not only is there a pride in it, I think there's a, a need to develop identity around it. And I think that, you know, in, in being able to bring that blackness into all of the spaces that we're in. Yeah. And so this makes for an exciting time. And I think, you know, when I first went natural almost a decade ago, there was only three natural lines. Right. But after you see Carol's daughter and after you see Miss Jessie's and after you see yeah. Jane Carter, oh, you know, it it creates room for the Camille Rose mm-hmm. and it co- creates room for the, you know, thank God it's natural and it, and it creates room for all of these other folks to not only make products, but also to be visible in spaces like Target. Because exactly. again, when I first went natural, it was Sephora and then you had a little bit of space Who made Blue in Magic? Target. <laughs> Who was the company? <laughs> we don't even Child. know. <laughs> Child. It's got petroleum in it. We ain't going. We ain't going. No more petroleum. We ain't using that and we not using Vaseline. I'm but I, right now with this show. I got to pause the interview real quick. Yes. Because I actually have an 11 o'clock call I got to take. Oh, God. We're almost done. Okay. How much time do we need? Like five minutes. I'm about to do the potion part and then we're Really? We're, yes. It's a quick one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Just just text them real quick. So did you finish your point? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think there's a pride and I think there's a an interest in there's an interest in going back to our identity and to our roots. And again, yeah. I think there's a pride in that. There's a community of women where we want to be in this space to together. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Kanita, you are absolutely amazing. And again, we thank you so much for taking some time out of your amazingly busy schedule (laughs) to chat with us here on Marketing with Black Girl Magic. Now, we end the show in a real special way (laughs) because a lot of times people want to know what's in the mix. And even though, you know, unless you're a black girl with magic, you just won't know. (laughs) But we can share with you a little bit of our potion secrets. So what I want to do, Kanita, is ask you just a few questions that will let the folks know what's in your mix that ensures that you are sharp, that you stay sharp, that you stay innovative and sustained in your business and in your well-being and in who you are. So question one, who are you currently reading or what is your go-to book for motivation and or elevation? One of the last books that I read was Dr. Howard Fuller's uh, No Struggle, No Progress. And I am just really interested in reading about things that, reading about folks who do amazing things and really forge their own path. So that book, it's his autobiography. That book is, for me, is really good. And then Craig Ballantyne, The Perfect Day Formula. So how to structure, add structure to your day so you can be more productive. Absolutely love it. All right, question two. What podcast are you listening to? I know you're about to add Marketing with Black Girl Magic to it. I already know. But who are you currently I, listening to? I am. <laughs> but the other one I'm going to add right now is Geek Set Podcast. Oh. Um, it blends anime and hip-hop culture. And anime is not a world I know a lot about. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Oh, my God, I love it. And so this will be good for everyone, black girl, white girl, black guy, white guy, Indian folk. What is your self-care regimen? Because we all need a little more of that. Lately, I've been doing facial steams. And so I put oregano, fresh thyme, fresh oregano, fresh mint, and like boil it. And then I steam my face. So I put a towel over my head and just kind of put my face over the pot. And it uh, detoxifies and, and makes my face all dewy. 
Yeah, I'm gonna need you to text me that because I need the Dewey phase up in here. That's self care and all its all its glory. I love it. And then finally, what's your favorite quote? What's that thing that motivates you? The quote that you live by? Okay, it's I gotta pull it up in my phone because I brought it up for <laughs> this call. Yay! It is caring for myself is not self indulgence. It is self preservation, and that is an act of political warfare by Audre Lorde so it is a reminder that self-care is not selfish it's necessary oh self-care is not selfish is necessary oh my god I wish we had so much more time there's so much more that we can talk about but that's really all we have for today folks again thank you Kanita just for all the things that you shared before we go though let them know again how can they get in contact with you website all of that Best way is on LinkedIn, Kanita Hickman. You can find out about the company. You can ask questions and love to meet you. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And thanks again to our sponsors, Podcast Town and Luminosity Enterprises. Until next week, you guys, I love you. Be innovative, be impactful, and unapologetically sparkle. (laughs) I've been your host, Iberia, and this has been Marketing with Black Girl Magic. Till next time.